0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Just Sports Podcast, where we only talk sports. I'm your host, Will. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Just Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will, and today, it's episode 18 of the Just Sports Podcast. Today, we're going to be looking at the NFC and AFC Championship, kind of breaking down each of those games as we look ahead to the Super Bowl. And I'm also, since we only have one NFL game left for the season, we're going to be taking a look at... The, my five best moments from the 2020 NFL season. That's all coming up in episode 18. It's just me today, so let's get started here. So, like I said, we're going to be looking at the championship games from this weekend in NFL football. We'll start with the NFC championship game, the more intriguing game of the two. We saw the Packers, the one seed hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, Buccaneers kind of dominated Packers in the regular season matchup. So a lot of people were pointing back to that saying, you know, could the Packers overcome that? Buccaneers ended up winning 31 to 26 in a very, um, I would say, controversial game. It was for the Packers, their losses in the NFC championship game continue. It's their fourth NFC title loss in the last seven years. Um, You you can say the other ones were the Seahawks loss on the road, um, Russell Wilson, through to Jermaine Curse for that overtime win. Obviously, last year, he got embarrassed by the 49ers. And then the other one was the Falcons. Falcons dominated the Packers. So they haven't had much success in recent years in the NFC title game. This game was no different. And it really was a game of what could have been for Green Bay. I really feel, you know, Brady, he was... Decent, but he did throw three interceptions, and, you know, the Packers, with three interceptions, you would expect the Packers, you know, to capitalize. I mean, the Packers won the turnover battle, but they just could not, you know, gain points off the turnovers. Off of those three turnovers, they only scored six points, and that was really the difference. You know, Buccaneers capitalized off the one turnover. Packers did not capitalize off of the three turnovers. Um, and just like we saw in the regular season matchup, Aaron Rodgers got lots of pressure, Shaquille Barrett, um, Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, that uh, Todd Bowles, you know, had a great game plan against his Packers squad. And obviously the Packers were missing offensive tackle David Bakhtiari. So they were already missing their best lineman and the Buccaneers got after Aaron Rodgers. Five sacks they recorded really threw Rodgers off his game, even though Rodgers still played, you know a really you know solid game. I think that pressure just kind of gave the Buccaneers the edge. It felt like they were just ahead in that sense of the Packers. And you know, looking at this game, a lot of I know a lot of Packers fans are looking and saying, you know, Kevin King, you know, cost them the game. And it is true that Kevin King did not play good but I don't think you can put the entire blame on him, especially considering that, you know, like I said, six points off three turnovers. But Kevin King did have some blown coverages. The there were like two plays that really stood out to me in this ball game. And the first of which was the fourth down, fourth and goal. You're down at that point, they were. Down by eight, so you score a touchdown, get two point conversion, it's tie game. Fourth and goal, Matt Lafleur decides we're gonna kick a field goal, and with about two minutes left, we're gonna give it back to Tom Brady. We have all three timeouts. We trust our defense to get a stop. Um, Matt, what were you what what were you thinking? Honestly, have you seen Tom Brady play in the postseason before? Have you seen what he's done to teams? Your defense. Had a couple stops early on, but other than that, you've not been able to completely stop this offense. And it's Tom Brady in the playoffs, who's a different level of a player in the playoffs. You cannot, in that situation, there's no way they're stopping Tom Brady with two minutes left and all he has to get is one first down. There's no way. He's too experienced, he's too clutch. There's no way. And it's not like, the you know, if the Packers maybe had, like, the Steelers' defense or the Ravens' defense, then you could say, yeah, sure, I can trust my defense to do that. They don't. I, I mean, Packers have a solid defense, but, it, I mean, it's nothing, you know, it's not enough. It's not like they're a top-five defense, so I don't understand, Matt. I mean, Kevin King's get been getting burnt all day. You don't think they're going to go to him? They ran the ball all over you. I mean, you know, it just, I mean, Brady had a super high completion percentage. So, I mean, despite the three interceptions, I don't understand his thought process. You have Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. You have Devonta Adams, who's an excellent route runner, which really comes in handy down in the red zone. You have Robert Tanyan, who was a big breakout tight end the entire season with double-digit touchdown catches. You have Aaron Jones, who's one of the hardest runners in the NFL. Go for it. Go for it. You have nothing to lose. It's Tom Brady on the other side. You should say, if we take a field goal and we give him the ball back, we won't see the ball again, and that will be the end of our season. Because that's what it was. That's what happened. I, I don't understand it. You, know, you score a touchdown there, you get the two-point conversion potentially, Even if you don't get a two-point conversion, you know, it's a two-point game. Put more pressure on them. But if you do get it, then you have a tie game. You might go into overtime. And if you win the coin toss, you basically win. But, you know, he said, you know what? We're going to kick a field goal. And I'm confident my defense, my, you know, average defense can make a stop on Tom Brady, the greatest postseason quarterback of all time. Idiotic. Idiotic. So and I, when I see these Packers fans putting the blame on Kevin King, I say, sure, it, he did not play a good game, but do not put all the blame on him because truly, Matt LaFleur cost the Packers the game with his decision. Even Aaron Rodgers came out and said, it wasn't my decision. It was LaFleur, he made the final call on kicking the field goal. So that's the first play that really defined this game. The second one was obviously the big holding call, defensive holding on the crossing route when the Packers potentially could have gotten a stop on the Buccaneers. Packers fans, close your, you know, cover your ears. It was a penalty. He got a he grabbed his jersey and was pulling his jersey. It is a penalty. However, you look at the replay. There was actually offensive holding. In the backfield. Um, But, I mean, it's pretty typical Brady getting calls, you know, so you kind of have to expect it. It's kind of, you know, a norm now in the NFL. I'm not saying that's good, but it is the truth. Um, You know, that's just how it goes sometimes. So, you know, as it was a big defining play, and you can say it definitely, you know, changed this game. But I'm I'm not gonna say that it was as important as that fourth down call by Lafleur because it wasn't, and you can't say that it wasn't a penalty because it was. He held him, it was a penalty. Um, you know, so it was an important play in the game. However, I would put that fourth down play, the fourth down call by Lafleur, as you know a more the most important call slash play in the game was that by Matt LaFleur. So now you see Brady. He's back in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, the first team in uh, Super Bowl history to be playing at home. Uh, You know, now we get to see this Mahomes-Brady battle. It's going to be awesome. Packers fans, I don't know if you will ever get to see Aaron Rodgers in another Super Bowl. That's the bottom line. You know, next year there's questions whether he'll come back. I think he will come back to Green Bay, but the chances of you going to a Super Bowl with it Rogers again is unlikely, especially with these rising talents in the NFC that we see, such as Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I mean, the Seahawks, Buccaneers. It's going to be really difficult for the Packers to make it back to the Super Bowl. So anyway, we'll move on to the AFC Championship game. This one was. Exciting at first, kind of fell off a little bit there at the end, but it was still an intriguing game. The Chiefs were hosting Buffalo. Chiefs won thirty-eight to twenty-four. There were questions on whether or not Mahomes would be a hundred percent. I think he showed everyone that he was a hundred percent and we shouldn't we should never question Mahomes and Andy Reid again because Mahomes three hundred and twenty-five passing yards and three touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill, 172 receiving yards. The Chiefs' offense just overpowered the Bills, and the Bills could not score enough points to keep up. And, you know, I think that just shows the might of this Kansas City Chiefs team and how overpowered they are, really. But for Bills, it was a promising game because they stuck in there for, you know, quite a while. And it's only a 14-point loss to the defending Super Bowl champions. Not terrible, and if you're a uh, Bills fan, you have a lot to look forward to in the future because Josh Allen played, you know, relatively well in this game. Two hundred eighty-seven passing yards, two touchdowns. He had an interception, but he also had eighty-eight rushing yards. So the future is very bright in Buffalo. A hundred percent Super Bowl contenders next season with Stephon Diggs coming back. You know, uh. So if you're a Bills fan, not a terrible loss. You know, I think you should be proud of what I think, you know, is extremely impressive what the Bills did to even get to this point. I don't think many people expected it. And I think the Bills are really, you know, well set up for the future. Um, But in this game, it was just a showcase of how unstoppable this Chiefs offense is and, you know, how genius Andy Reid and Eric Benemi are for that offense. So that will set up the... Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch from the regular season, which the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers in the regular season. So we'll see if that you know has any effect on it. I don't think it will. I think it's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal game. You know, Mahomes, the next generation taking on Brady. It's going to be an awesome, awesome matchup from Tampa Bay. Just to let you guys know, we have next week for the podcast, we will have a Super Bowl special. Uh, we'll give you more updates on that. We're possibly going to have it on Super Bowl Sunday, kind of like a pregame show, do all these cool picks and stuff. It's going to be really, really awesome. We're going to have you know, quite a few guests. So make sure you guys stay posted on that. So we'll move on. So those were the two championship games. Super Bowl is set. Now, since there's only one game left of the NFL season, it's very sad you know, that the season is almost over. We're going to take a look at my five best moments from the 2020 NFL season. Let's get it rolling. We have number five. For me, number five is Derrick Henry's stiff arm on Josh Norman. This is a play, but... I mean, this play really defined the season for Derrick Henry. 2,000-plus yards, the rushing champion, likely offensive player of the year. What a season it was for Henry. I think this play really just defined what kind of season he had. I mean, he was a tough runner, just running people over. Doesn't care if you're in his way because he is going to run you over. That's his philosophy, and he showed it on this play. Sweep to the left, I believe. Josh Norman thinks he can come make a one-on-one tackle on Derrick Henry. Henry makes him pay, throws him, picks him up, and throws him. Obviously went viral on all, you know, all social media. What an amazing play. That's number five. Then at number four, this is a little weird one, and it really kind of represents what kind of weird season it was. My number four is Kendall Hinton starting a game at quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Um, Due to COVID issues, all Broncos quarterbacks had to quarantine and could not play against the Saints. So that led to Kendall Hinton, who was a practice squad receiver, making a start at quarterback for the Denver Broncos against a very good New Orleans Saints team. I mean, just absolutely bizarre. And I think that just kind of, you know, represents what kind of season it was. You know, with COVID and no fans in the stadium and all these weird things happening, this really, like, headlined, like, what a weird kind of scenario and season it was. And, obviously, they didn't pass the ball very much. Kendall Hinton, he had one completion. One out of nine. Um, Two interceptions, though. But, I mean, just, you know, a lot of courage to even go play quarterback against... New Orleans Saints, uh, just, you know, really, really bizarre thing, um, unlike anything we've ever seen in the NFL before. My number three is the return of Alex Smith back in 2018. Obviously, he had the terrible leg injury, you know, and many people thought he would never see the field again. He proved them wrong after 17 surgeries, two years. He finally got back in an NFL game. In October versus the Los Angeles Rams, he became the starter for Washington, led them to the playoffs. He threw for 1,582 yards and six touchdowns. Comeback player of the year, more than likely. What a season for Alex Smith. Just the fact that he was able to come back and play quarterback for an NFL team after you know such a horrific injury is absolutely astonishing. You know, just shows you how hard of a worker and how dedicated he is. So, you know, hats off to Alex Smith. That's my number three. So for number two, you know, I was going back between number two and number one. But at number two, we have the Ravens versus Browns regular season game. Uh, Many people call it the game of the year. I think I would agree with that. The Ravens ended up winning 47 to 42. This was the infamous Lamar Jackson had to leave the game because he had to, you know, use the bathroom. And Lamar actually came out and has said he didn't go to the bathroom. He had, quote-unquote, cramps. Sure, Lamar. You can call it cramps. We all know you had to go to the bathroom. It's okay. Every, everyone does it, Lamar. Um, but, you know, quote-unquote, cramps. And that led Trace McSorley in the game. And... The Browns actually started coming back against Baltimore. Jackson finished up whatever he was doing in the locker room. We won't get into specifics. He returned and threw the game-winning touchdown pass to Marquise Hollywood Brown. It was an absolutely incredible game. Down to the wire, you know, I had these headlines like Lamar leaving the game. Uh, Game of the year, but that is my number two, second best moment of the 2020 NFL season. The infamous... Lamar had to go to the bathroom game. Number one, I think, you know, some of you may be guessing it. It's Hale Murray. You may be wondering where that name comes from. It was the Week 10 game, I believe, against... It was Arizona hosting the Buffalo Bills, who we talked about earlier. Uh, game was tied... Tyler Murray scrambles left, breaks a tackle, launches one to the end zone. DeAndre Hopkins, three defenders on him, jumps up and comes down with the ball to win the game. 43 yards. I mean, three defenders around him. No way he could have caught that ball, but he did. Because that's, you know, the kind of freakish athlete that DeAndre is. And, you know, that just shows you how good of his hands are. And when I saw that play, being from Detroit, it reminded me of Calvin Johnson. His Hail Mary Mary catch against the Cincinnati Bengals with three defenders on him. It really looked like that. You know, three defenders, just goes up there, mosses him like it's nothing. Um, Play of the year, by far, I mean, iconic. That was my favorite moment from the 2020 NFL season. So I think that is all I have today. This has been episode 18. You know, not a super long one, short and sweet. But next week, we're going to have a big, big show. Lots of guests, Super Bowl coverage. It's going to be awesome. Super excited for next week's show. But I just want to thank you all for listening. This has been episode 18 with Will. Make sure you go and check out. We have a couple things you got to go check out. Obviously, go follow us on Instagram at JustSports underscore pod. We post updates. Links are all on there as well. Make sure you go check out our website where you can find blogs that I'm posting on, you know, weekly. Links to episodes, you know, information about the podcast in general. And you can send us feedback or new ideas for, you know, stuff you would like to hear in the show. So make sure you go check out our website. The link for the website is in the bio of our Instagram. So while you're there, just, you know, hit that follow button. Um, Make sure you go follow us on TikTok. Yeah, we do have a TikTok. uh, If you guys remember Charlie, he's running the TikTok now, uh, diversifying, you know. And... uh, I don't know if we have any posts yet. I haven't checked with him, But make sure you go follow the TikTok. And make sure you go follow the YouTube. No posts yet. Uh, You know, give us some ideas. And we'll make sure to post some stuff on the YouTube. And I believe that is everything for this episode. So this has been episode 18 of the Just Sports Podcast. I just want to thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Will, signing off.